0: Welcome to another episode of the After School Anime Club. I am one of your hosts, Max Newland, and uh, today I'm joined, as always, by two of the greatest anime co-hosts in the whole world. Unlike other organisms on the planet, she possesses the ability to reason. It's Stevie Matos.
1: Are you sure about that? I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I would argue that I I'll probably. Give it to you. Thanks. You know, that's a vote of confidence. I didn't know I needed today. Appreciate you.
0: and I've never seen someone so horrifyingly strong. It's Max Kostrak.
1: That's false. (laughs) Sometimes
2: you get these on the money, and sometimes I'm like, oh, that's not me. I'm looking around the room for the other guy. You have
0: anime strength.
2: That's true, in my heart.
3: Yeah, Yeah, in your heart.
0: That's where it counts. Uh, and that's not all. Today we have another guest on the show. Best known as Lady Tabletop Online, she hosts the Moonshot podcast Alone at the Table, a solo TTRPG show. They also publish tabletop games both independently and with Hope Punk Press, their small press. It's Audrey Stoles. Audrey! Hi! I'm so You're excited
4: welcome. to be
0: here. <laughs> 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 Thanks for being with us, Audrey.
4: Hey. Happy to join the club.
0: Ah, uh, your show is one of the more recent Moonshot editions. Uh, yes, am I right?
4: I am the more recent class of 2023, so came on at the beginning of the year, and uh, I applied on a whim, made a couple episodes for fun, and saw a post going around on Tumblr, sent it in.
2: Living the dream. Hell That's yeah! The dream. Absolutely, welcome.
1: Yeah. That's so. It's cool. been fun. Yes.
0: Yes, yeah, so listener, if you've been following Moonshot on Twitch or uh, anywhere else, you've probably already uh, seen and heard a bit of Audrey, uh, mm-hmm. and we're glad they're here with us today. But I know you're a gamer. Yes, you like to play the games. Well, that's I do. great because you're among <laughs> friends here.
1: Oh boy, are you? Because when you said it like that, that felt like a threat. I don't know if we are among friends here. Anytime hmm. I get
2: referred to as a gamer, that hurts. It feels like an insult. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a tough one, right? It does, uh, you know, because it's like it's a no true Scotsman kind of thing. But here's the thing we're all having fun and we're all here to have fun. <laughs> and that's what the point of the After School Anime Club is, right? To have fun.
1: Yeah. Yes. So, do you know a what's really statement? fun? Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Have, uh, fun. The most, have fun. The most fun we can have is by playing a game that I like to call Band for Life.
1: Oh, Oh. yes. Our fan favorite. Yes.
0: (laughs) Today we're playing a version called Band for Life Gunsmoke Edition. It's Mm. the game you know and love, but this time it's all Trigun AMVs.
1: Oh, okay. Mm. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. All right, all right. right. Audrey, are you familiar
0: with this Uh, one? Give me a a quick rundown. So I have scoured the internet's most vital and important resource, AnimeMusicVideos.org. Uh Uh, for a number of anime music videos and uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to describe the video to you give you some clues and tell you the artist uh, that was used for the song the artist that wrote and performed the song in the video you have to tell me what the song is and this is a multiple-choice cool excellent excellent uh, so, yeah, it's all Trigun videos this okay. time, which is fun. Okay. There's almost 2,000 of them on anime music videos.org
2: That rules. What a wonderful website.
0: Uh, yeah, Incredible truly. website.
1: Absolutely. 100%. Wow.
0: I'm pr- proud to give them $10 a month. Go <laughs> online and donate. Anime Music I videos. I don't this think. Not, that I knew this
4: website ad. existed.
0: <laughs> yeah, this you is... need to know. <laughs>
2: It's so uh, cool. Audrey and, and and our listeners, if you find yourself with an evening and you're like, hmm, what should I do tonight? <laughs> Lose yourself in the world of anime music videos. Yeah. Yes. You want to not yes. scroll
1: and you want to understand the origin of the fan cam, anime music videos dot com dot org. Perfect. Dot org.
0: So org. Good. Perfect. dot org.
1: So good. It's so great.
0: OK, so the player who has most recently watched a music video in real life will be going first. Who is that?
1: I'm. Trying, I'm trying to, to, to think, think how
4: long it's been since i have watched
1: a music video i'm trying to think what's the most <laughs> recent music video i saw i watched top. all oh, of wait, dirty no, computer it's, last it's year it's me it's me it's me because a couple of <laughs> I t- did i tell you about this did i tell you about this so mm-hmm. somebody on twitter before it super died um put all of michael jackson's moonwalker on there and moonwalker was like his first Yo. like Yo, so yeah, like the whole hour and a half movie of Moonwalker. Just in case you don't know what Moonwalker is before I go off on this tangent. Moonwalker was done like essentially in the first leg of Michael Jackson's legacy. So it's everything from when he was starting on the Jacksons all the way up to Smooth Criminal because it dropped in 1988. So it's kind of like a video diary, but it's not it's not like interviews. Oh, it's wow. just like a it's just like a if you're looking it up, it's just like a collection of like all of the videos and like marks and like points of his life. So it's kind of like a visual but not like Lemonade, but kind of like the predecessor to like what a music visual would be. Yeah. But within that mm-hmm. was the tiny movie that was connected to, that was around the, the music video that is Smooth Criminal
4: oh okay oh, wow. That's does anybody so cool.
1: does anybody remember this does anybody know what this is does because I feel in, I, I felt crazy until I showed this to clown fiance and then clown fiance was like what the hell is this um it's like the best thing ever so essentially all you need to know is that Michael Jackson's friends with orphans don't ask me questions just listen to what I'm saying um Michael Jackson is friends with orphans he doesn't know how to play soccer he turns soccer into a football he actually finds Joe pesci in a cellar trying to with a with a goal of selling drugs to kids replacing drugs church, replacing prayer in schools with drugs and using spiders, I guess, to give them all around. Um, Because Michael and one of the orphans he's hanging out with finds out about this he like spends his whole life trying to track them down and then Joe Pesci steals one of the kids and Michael Jackson has to go save her at one time Michael Jackson turns into a car and then sometime after that that's when you get the smooth criminal <gasps> video and then he turns into a robot which Confiance called Megazord Michael and it's kind of accurate um, <laughs> and then he turns into a, a jet and then he blows up Joe Pesci
2: <laughs> that feels like a dream I had this so is, that's a lot of stuff it's
0: yeah, I give it to you. I guess you're going to go first then, Stevie. Wow. <laughs> it also sounds like a fucking AMV if it's, I'm being real.
1: Yeah, honestly. <laughs>
3: like,
1: it's good. <laughs> just...
0: So please, uh, everyone do make sure you go check
2: that go specifically check out. Up, yeah, just that thing out, out and Walker.
0: also AM, anime music yeah, like things. I already
4: are, have a list coming out of reps.
0: this. Yeah. just do it, Hashtag just not an ad. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> not an <laughs> ad. <laughs> okay. Number oh one. God. Oh, Lord. The, I'll go ahead and tell you the name of it. It's Gunsmoke Outlaws by Tsunami Jones. Okay. Good that's name. The okay. So Tsunami Jones went the extra mile. Split screen, transitions, dissolves, fades, made in Windows Movie Maker, all on beat to this Beastie Boys track, which sees <laughs> Nick, Vash, and Knives taking the role of the singers in this autobiographical rap story. Was this a intergalactic b paul revere c no sleep till brooklyn or d brass monkey i'm
1: gonna go with i'm gonna go with no sleep till brooklyn because i want to say intergalactic but i always my first voice is usually wrong i don't know final answer no is sleep no sleep till, br- till brooklyn
0: no Sleep till Brooklyn. Okay, that's incorrect. It was Paul Revere.
1: Oh, I don't know Paul Revere. Okay,
0: Ooh, what? yeah I, no. I don't yeah, know Paul Revere. A little bit of okay. a rarer one.
1: Mm-hmm. What, what is a deep, deep Cut? Uh, yeah, I was like that's E.D.
0: Cut. <laughs> the, here's the thing: No Sleep Till Brooklyn, also an autobiographical song, so I, you know, totally makes sense. Thanks. Quiet. Uh, number two, let's go with uh, Audrey since you're the uh, the guest this week. Sure. I can't tell you the title of this one because it would give it away, but suffice to say, it's a remarkably fitting tune. Remember when Will Smith was known more for his music career? When this song came out, I'm sure he wished he still was. Was it A, (laughs) Wild Wild West, B, getting jiggy with it, C, Miami, or D, the Fresh Prince theme?
4: Uh, Knowing what I know about Wild Wild West and how it was received, I gotta go with Wild Wild West. (laughs)
0: Indeed it was Wild Wild West. This was the song this was the AMV Wickety Wild West by Van rules.
1: <laughs> <That's I'm good. laughs> that that song did kind of slap though when I was in like middle school. It's pretty good. I mean he
3: slapped. brought
4: a he brought a horse to the it. Grammys that year to you perform did? this. <laughs> oh yeah, he wrote a horse into the Grammys. You gotta look up the video of it. It's amazing. <laughs> or it might have been the MTV Music Awards, but one of the awards One shows. of them.
1: Yes, he did. I forgot about <laughs> <it>, that. Unmatched. <laughs> <I'm> Unmatched.
0: <laughs> okay, Max, you're up. Okay. Number three. We've kind of memed this song out in the modern world, but Simple Plan wasn't kidding with these lyrics, which accompany a s- scenes of conflict across Vash's entire life, focusing on his relationship with his brother. Was that the song A, Summer Paradise? B, last one standing. C, I'm just a kid. Or D, welcome to my life.
2: (laughs) Oh, I'm trying. I feel like several of their songs have been memed. (laughs) It's very difficult.
0: At least Um, two on this list,
2: right? Yeah, I was gonna say at least two. Um, What was that last option? One more time. Welcome to my life. That's my guess.
0: Okay welcome to my life it was i'm just a kid unfortunately
3: God. oh I have
1: gone. <gasps> i'm just
3: a kid uh, and life and is and life a nightmare. is a nightmare yes! so-,
0: <laughs> so true oh that's the thing it's so fucking true <laughs> Uh, that was the video "Alone in the World" by Vegito EX. God,
1: <laughs> the names! Thank <make> you. <laughs> I'm so glad they
0: preserved the the usernames on this. I know, you, really, know, for I know
2: you can make a game out of the names on this website too, Newland.
0: I'm gonna have to- <laughs> <laughs> somehow somehow names. Stevie, okay. I think you might have this one, Stevie. Okay. I think you have. The, you sit in the Venn diagram of of multiple reasons. You could definitely get this one. Okay. okay. You ready? Uh huh. Cage the Elephant
1: All right. captured a
0: hard truth with this song that rocketed them to stardom after being featured in the opening cinematic of Borderlands. Yep. And this 2010 AMV fits nicely over the scenes from Trigun, Cowboy Bebop, Helsing, and Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> Is the song No Rest for the Wicked, B, Back Against the Wall, C, Shake Me Down, or D, In One Ear?
1: It is ain't no rest for the wicked. Hey, that money so don't grow right. on trees. Okay. Remember when they used to play Bills at to pay, balls?
0: Miles To pay et cetera.
1: etc. remember <laughs> we used to play at Tidballs. Dang, come on. I college, do.
0: I do college remember this. Life. I used to I was there. Shout this out. This was a, This is like the coolest thing we can say I feel like about yes. ourselves is that we like are from their hometown. <laughs> we were like to, what lived we lived in their college. hometown during that. Um, I'm yeah. pretty
1: sure that the drummer's sister was in the theater department with us.
0: Cool. I wouldn't be shocked. Wouldn't I think she shocked. was.
1: I think she was older than me, but I think she was, I think she was crazy. But yes, 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 yes. They are from Bowling Green, Kentucky, and all three of us went to school there.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Audrey, are you ready for your next question?
4: I think I'm ready.
0: Okay. Number five, something about Trigun and Emo music goes really well together. This mm-hmm. particular video was scraped from the internet, but only one can only imagine that this Evanescence hit from their debut album, Fallen, had some poignant things to say about Vash the Stampede. Was this A, Bring Me to Life, B, Everybody's Fool, C, Going Under, or D, My Immortal?
3: Oh, man.
4: Okay, so see, there's a couple songs that I'm like, they're more well-known, and it would be easy Mm -hmm. to say that those are the choices, but I think I'm going to have to go to go with everybody's fool
0: feels right doesn't it
4: it does just talk like it Bash. would be right
0: because he's a dummy but unfortunately <laughs>
4: he lets himself be played the fool he's everybody's, it's so, fool. Right. He's truly everybody's so
0: right he's really so right uh unfortunately it was my immortal I knew it was my really?
1: immortal. I was like, it's my immortal, no. it was my immortal.
0: yeah um I don't know if you know this, Evanescence just nuclear bombed every single Evanescence AMV that exists on the internet. I did not know that.
3: Oh, Oh, wow. They got people for copyright, huh? Mm Mm-hmm.
4: My Damn. specific AMV knowledge is that um, Christian rock is the backbone of AMVs. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it kind of is. Yeah, it, it, just, it really kind of is. There's a weird
4: is. amount of songs where when you look them up outside of the AMV context, they're deeply
1: religious. Does anybody is any, does anybody watch Fundy Fridays on on YouTube? Um, for, you should check it out it's this, it's this woman who this. essentially just like delves into like the, the religious stuff that's like like religious cults and like religious groups and she was not raised religious at all so she just hmm. comes at it from like a scholarly I just want to know what these are standpoints and she's doing a three part series on the rise of Christian music like you know nice. mainstream Christian Whoa. music and so she's awesome and she's starting from like the early like like uh, Rosetta Tharp like, she's starting from like the 50s, Whoa. 60s, and she's going all the way until 2010, so she just done, she just did part one and part two, and part two is going up until the 90s, so the 90s, it stops at grunge, she has, so she's wow. talked about Kirk Franklin, did y'all know that Kaja Gugu was a Christian band? I did not. Kaja Gugu. I never heard, yes, I've never heard, I've never heard
0: these words in that,
1: uh-huh. <laughs> these <laughs> phonemes. Shy, shy, hush, hush, I do yeah. I, that song, that's Kaja Gugu, shy, shy, Hush, hush, they're a Christian band. And they're like, no, we don't like to say we're Christian. We like to say that we're band- we we're a band that just so happens to be Christian. And that was like the angle that a lot of them took. Mm. Like Reliant K yeah. is a Christian band. Oh, I knew Reliant K was. Like some yes. of them like are obviously like... Um, but um, I recall several MX, times PX's from my childhood to
2: hearing a new band and being like oh this sounds interesting and then realizing about 45 seconds into the song oops
1: it's christian no
2: (laughs) not what i was looking for
1: uh yeah mxpx is one that was christian i was like bitch what (laughs)
4: that's very cool i will have to look that up
1: yes i was listening to it while um, making banana pudding yesterday and charlie was watching it again with me clown fiance was watching it again with me because he had watched it already without me and we had to have a conversation about that and um Mm. so i was making banana pudding in the kitchen and when i heard kasha i was like no (laughs) i like teared up i was like you can't you took this from me jesus Why did you take this from me? God, you stole this from me!
0: (laughs) Once again, every time, some feels like. Damn you, God! Um, We're at the end of the quiz. Okay. And Max, it's your turn. Okay. If you get this, it'll be a three-way tie. Oh damn! That's a lot of pressure.
1: (laughs) You got this. Look, you just just got on the board. You got you, you achieved your goal. You got on the board.
0: Number six. I guess I'm not the only former musical theater kid to get really into Trigun. I don't know what exactly no. AMV artist Grover or where exactly AMV artist Grover found the inspiration to combine Trigun with Rent, but I'm surprisingly okay with it. Is the song A, Tango Maureen, B, Seasons of Love, C, La Vie Boheme, or D, One Song Glory?
3: Oh, sorry.
1: Sorry. <laughs>
0: oh my god max what? you and i were, were both in both in theater school around the same time rent was big right yes, yes.
2: No, it was, yeah. So yeah. Big I, I was a, it was a little bit before me but um,
0: it's kind of on its way out yeah we i'm doing, i'm i'm gonna time. i'm gonna go ahead and jump on d for that one yeah <laughs> Would you believe it? You've just cemented the three-way tie. It was one song glory. Of course it fucking was. Of course it was. Of course it was. was.
1: One song before I go. I mean, come on. I I do love Adam Pascal, but that's the most, like, fucking, one song to leave behind. Come on, please. I'm kind of, like, muffin ass fucking song. I hate it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, we have three winners today, but I think we're all winners.
2: Really. We won.
1: We did. It feels
2: like it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I learned so much from every Band for Life episode.
1: Yeah. Yes. This is a fun game. It's this so is a good. good
2: game.
0: <laughs> it's a, it's I a good love a Band for Life.
1: I think my favorite thing too is like. What I really like about Band for Life is that you get to learn what people were into when they were kids. Because like we've had a couple <laughs> of rounds of Band for Life where like me and like where one person has like whipped ass at it because like this was yeah. like a core part of their childhood and it was like this type this genre of bands they listened to. Like there was what was that one time where me and me and Koshak, we got Molly Wop because of like what was it, like the night the early two thousands like. Punk stuff. There was one that was like our graduation year, and we like knocked that out of the oh, park. And then like the next oh, yeah. one, it was all I do like. Remember that? It was like punk or ska or something. It was a very specific genre, and we were <laughs> like, we going, didn't know this as well as we thought we were. <laughs>
2: <laughs> very much it, band for life opens a little portal into the past where you can see it really does people i mean making the making the music videos it's such a wonderful little piece at a time
0: and when we're watching a really popular show like trigun it's really great to be able to like uh curate a, a little playlist for for everybody yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: so good you know, I was tempted
0: to put... There was one I, I just couldn't figure out how to write a clue for that wouldn't be immediately obvious, but I really wanted to get it on there because somebody did... A Trigun AMV to Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. Which is like, oh, you know, yeah. with, the, with the context of what we watched today, kind of genius, actually. So, so yes. here's the
1: thing I would, I will watch, did that AMV, did that AMV essentially using Trigun shot for shot recreate the Batman Beyond <laughs> video that is connected to the Seal song? You probably to could. Because I think it could. Because I just thinking of like that. <laughs> That freeze frame where what is it was—is that Michael Keaton? Is that the one who's Batman oh, yeah. in that one? And he like turns <laughs> around, and it's <laughs> like on, like the, my power, my pleasure, my pain. In the video, he like whips around, he's like, and it just freeze frames, like with him looking really surprised in the bat suit, and it's, it's that very image of chipmunk, waving,
4: you know. <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: <laughs> Yes, scared chipmunk. It'd be sparkly bash. Oh no. We could it's it's possible. I just want that person to do that for me.
0: Uh do you know what I can do for you right now?
1: <gasps> yes.
0: Is talk about two episodes of Trigon that we watched.
1: Okay, I love it. What happened? Perfect. Yeah, what happened?
0: That's a great question, but uh we're we're about to find out because today we watched episodes seventeen and eighteen of Trigon and this is what we saw. Episode 17, Ren's Severum, takes place entirely in flashback. We meet a gang of plucky space explorers excited to finally find a planet that might be able to support life. This is Project SEEDS, and its mission is to save the human race from extinction. Here we meet Rem, the woman from Vash's visions, as well as a young Vash and his twin brother, Knives. We start to get some evidence that Vash and Knives aren't normal kids. Rem calls them angels and they seem to have remarkable abilities, abilities that crewmate Steve doesn't seem too comfortable with. Things take a dark turn when when Knives decides he wants to differentiate himself from his brother a little. A dichotomy emerges, the naive, compassionate Vash and the cold, pragmatic Knives. Things start to break down fast from here. Steve goes in the freezer, framed for an odious crime. Rowan, spurned by his coworker, Mary, commits double homicide, and Captain Joey ejects him into space before he can make it a triple. Knives takes matters into his own hands, killing Joey and starting the orbital drop early. Rem stays behind to try and find a way to save the seeds, but the ship explodes in Atmo, and Knives reveals his treachery to Vash. Episode 18, goodbye for now. Hey, Wolfwood's back. Oh, and it looks like Vash is here too, but he's in disguise as Ed Elric's dad for some reason. There's yet another big creep calling himself Vash the Stampede and causing trouble for everyone. The real Vash prostrates himself before the imposter, but before the evil bandit can take a shot, he spots Wolfwood and flinches, Hmm. but still orders one of his guns, one of his goons to shoot. Vash and Wolfwood are reunited at the hospital and they catch up. Turns out Vash has been living here with a girl called Lena and her grandma, trying to have a peaceful life with people who he can care for. Speaking of which, Lena gets kidnapped by the bandits, and the dream team goes to settle the score. They clean up off-screen, and Vash says a tearful goodbye to his new family. After a nice haircut, of course. And that's it. Damn. That's it for Trigon this season.
1: How dare fucking you say Edward, Elmer, Edward's dad? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, I wish you did.
4: How dare you? It's the glasses, I and know. the hair down, and the
0: suspenders. And the fucking... The sadness beard. Oh god,
3: yeah.
4: The scruff. scruff. Like the I can't grow a real beard, but it's not worth shaving.
1: I wasn't ready. Like that shit, look, (laughs) I nearly kicked something. I would have fucked up the recording.
0: (laughs) 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 So heavy stuff.
1: It was big stuff. A lot
0: of exposition. So much. Oh, wow. um, this is the
2: big reveal, right? This is like, I mean, this is kind of what we've been building towards these questions of yes. why the hell are we here? What <laughs> what is going on?
3: Yes. Finally
2: we have this sort of like, oh, this is this is the kind of sci fi setting this is. And being yeah. able to to sort of establish
1: that. But I like that we're just now getting it. I think it's really important oh, that yeah. we got it now. Yeah, it's, it's because great. it's great, because now we're invested, right? Now we're so invested in this person. Now we have cause we and we also got to a point in the main story where you know he's trying to cut ties to people who's been taken care of you know by proxy yep. you yeah. know Meryl and Millie and like he's trying to go at something alone and you're like okay well what's this big thing that he's like having to like switch completely you know he has a drop the Bugs Bunny act for Um, so getting it now to be like this is what he's actually up against Um, I think is a pretty yeah. it's a I mean it's a nice plot device it's a nice way to, to structure the story I think the one thing I struggled with in episode 6 Seventeen was the passage of time in the um, yep. in the episode itself because I couldn't tell if knives is sorry I gotta unlock my phone uh, I couldn't tell if knives treachery had started I I couldn't tell when it had started and I couldn't tell how much time had been passing between because like
0: it was packed do, A very do dense you mean episode
1: from yeah, so do yeah. you mean
4: from um. From when he activated Vash's arm to like when Vash was on the farm? Or do you mean like from the
1: time that they were kids? Within that time when they were children, like when they're kids. So it's like, I don't know. Like there's a moment where he obviously reckons like, well, if humans have fucked up Earth, why the fuck should you go somewhere else and fuck up another planet? That's gross. So we see him have this realization that he's beginning to we see him having this realization that he's beginning to rationalize that humans are a parasite. But right. Where, what point in time when he's attacked by that really horrible dude, that like xenophobic asshole who's like, Steve, Steve, Steve
4: who starts the episode with a boob grab on cool.
1: misogynist Steve, like he's gross, gross fucking Steve, one of my notes
4: is literally Steve hate crimes a kid because he's an alien. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Hate crimes a kid because he's an alien. So I'm like, what's the passage of time between Him hate-criming a kid, and this kid just essentially orchestrating the death of the last remaining humans in space. Like, Right.
4: That seems like it happens in like
1: 12 hours of each other.
4: It's a dense episode, and I think that that's intentional. But I definitely always read it as there is at least a few months passing. Because they mention kind of offhand that Vash and Knives have only been on the ship for like a year. And yeah. we yeah. see them being found as babies, but they are like clearly like nine or ten right. in a lot of what we're seeing. And so, to me, I always read that as like uh, okay, they're like they've cut their hair, they're getting a little bit older. Like when they're in the spacesuits and the escape pods at the end of the episode, they look more like teenagery. So right. my my inclination is to say that at least a few months have passed in the time yeah. that it's not that instantaneous, but it does feel really really fast, just the but, way that it's yeah. paced.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think this is one of those flashbacks where it's it. We're just looking at the important bits. Yeah, But it yeah. seems to me like this did take place over the course of a longer time. Like mm-hmm. this is stuff that built up. Among this could nine, have been a season of television. Just, he suddenly right. realized.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. For sure. I um, agree. And
0: and also this is one of the denser episodes from the perspective of like. Um, adaptation there are four chapters of manga in this one episode oh, that's a yeah. lot to do. That's
1: why it's that's also so lot. compacted got it so they're extremely like, we give compressed you, yeah, yeah we've got to give you the most important huh. things that like we got to give you character building blocks and that's pretty much yes. all we've got space for yeah okay
4: that makes a lot of sense yeah are you guys like at all interested in covering trigon
2: stampede that's coming out yes. right now Yes. We have definitely discussed at the very least a like an episode or a bonus yeah. where we yeah, talk ha- about maybe it. have watched all of it or part of so it. So I, and I compared. will say
4: I started watching it, and what surprised me is they start with all of the spaceship and RIM stuff yeah. oh. in that show. Oh, they do! So this like it's is
2: very first thing you see. Yeah. Before That's credits roll. fascinating to me because yeah. <sighs> I really same as Stevie, I really agreed like. This uh, delaying the flashback until now and being devoid of that context and just being on a Wild West sci-fi world with no context, I think really uh, did a lot for the show. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious how that plays out. Mm -hmm.
4: I am as well, because I haven't kept watching after that.
2: (laughs) "Uh, What are you doing? I was like, I
4: I have some questions. I think I want to just rewatch the original for now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm
0: I wonder I'm wondering what the. The impetus for that is because I can see on the one hand, there's a really strong argument, I think, for what we're doing here, which is you see Vash at his silliest so that you can understand the gulf between like how serious things are for him and what he's doing to kind of cope with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I can also understand from the perspective of like the show is almost 25 Years. This show is almost thirty years old, right? And people probably know stuff about it, so we mm-hmm. it would be weird for us. It's kind of like <laughs> when Final Fantasy Seven remake came out, and people yeah. started being all hush hush about Aerith dying in Final Fantasy Seven.
4: It's like if you, you know? don't know that by now, where have you yeah, been? Yeah, yeah where have you been? That.
1: Yeah how how has this how has this one big ass spoiler escaped your ass? Like, how did you not <laughs> have know you heard this? of this
2: like, <laughs> called the... the Sixth Sense?
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I do have a fun fact.
4: My husband both does not know that Aerith dies in Final Fantasy VII and does not know what the twist of the sixth sense is.
1: Wow. I am not That's joking. Not he can't, well, he can't watch this. He can't listen to this episode. I know. I already this.
4: told him. I was like, I'm going to talk about this show, and I'm just going to tell you if it's one that you can listen to.
1: So. He can't listen to this because we just spoiled both of those for him. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. So he has, I have never played the original Final Fantasy Seven. I had never played it. So my first Final Fantasy Seven exposure was the Final Fantasy Seven remake. I was supposed to play as a child. It got stolen from me, whatever. But I found out through the internet that Aerith died. Terrible. Yeah, you know, that's what happened. Yeah. Live, that's why I've never lived on a first floor apartment ever since. But anyway, um, yeah, so I found out from the internet that Aerith dies. And when I first started the game, I was like, oh. Bummer. Tifa, Tifa's better.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Tifa and Jessie are the girlies. Um, but now that I'm playing Did you know remake, I'm like, okay, well, maybe Aerith is that bitch. Hold on. <laughs>
0: I learned something ah. that made me angry. Speaking of, okay, we, we can get back to Trigon in a minute, but.
4: We have a tangent. <laughs> this is important. Chase the Rabbit. It. This is important.
0: The Ultimania they released, the like book about Final Fantasy VII Remake, talks about some cut content. And there would have been a cut content where you do missions with Tifa for Jesse. Ah. Like, and it's about their relationship as friends. Oh. And I'm like, fucking, how did you cut? I mean, I understand how they cut it. It's a big fucking yeah. game. But, yeah, it's a huge game. But why did you cut that?
1: Right, because you know what? Here's I, the it's thing. It's all I want. You could have you could have given me that. I would have I would have thrown the money at, even though I did not, because I'm a PS Plus member, and I waited for that bitch to go on to the free. Um, I'm a PS Plus member, <laughs> and I got to play it for free. I Because you know, I ain't trust. I ain't trust, okay? Square Enix did us dirty with fucking Kingdom Hearts. They had us by the I balls really and made us give them all that money for a decade. And I was like, you ain't going to do that to me with Final Fantasy VII.
2: You ain't going to do that to I'll me. I'll admit it right here. I was banging the drum. I'm like, I don't think this game is going to be any good.
1: A uh, lot, lot right of people up did until felt the moment that way. The
2: demo came out and I said, oops.
3: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, I was
1: like, you ain't going to break up this game that was three disc in the 90s because we ain't had the space like that because we have the technology into like three discs. eight games. You ain't going to do this to me. I've, I learned from my lesson, okay? I did that Sora shit for a long time and I do a Donald Duck and his stupid-ass antics. And, and
0: they, they could, bring that same man back to do Final Fantasy they VII. They sure the fuck <laughs>
1: did. And I was like, I will trust you. And then I think it was you, Newland, who was like, no, do it. It's good. Get it for free on the PlayStation Plus. And so I was like, yeah. damn. So I could have dealt with, see, I would have had the DLC being about Tifa and all them missions and that Yuffie. I mean, Yuffie's fine. <laughs>
0: He's um, fine? I have the perfect on ramp for us. Okay. I found it. Um Tetsuya Nomura, famous for his very unique uh, and interesting character designs. Vash the Stampede's pants situation. <laughs> Let's talk about these <laughs> kind of yeah. a belts and buckles and zippers guy, wait, no? Wait, you kind mean a... like
1: you mean like full metal alcadad, or just like his regular
0: outfit? No, 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 no just regular. Oh, but okay. then we can Thank get back bash, into full metal Alcadad. Got it. So, okay.
1: he has mummy
4: legs. That's my opinion, he does. but there's leather mummy
1: and belts.
0: So, like, yep. <gasps> well, that's the Nomura thing. Wait,
1: does this mean wrap it up. hold on, hold on. Does this mean that Vash Stampede, if we put Vash Stampede into a Final Fantasy seven, Final Fantasy game, does that mean he would be a sorcerer? Because ain't no Final Fantasy game that doesn't have a sorcerer that's not made of belts. Am I wrong? I mean, I'm sorry. But here's
0: the thing that he's already in arm Final Fantasy Wait, he's, what? It, he's already in Final Fantasy. What? He's already in Final Fantasy VII remake, but they called him Johnny. <laughs> That's. <true. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: See, I was just saying any Final Fantasy game because who was the who was the sorceress who had
3: her Lulu. dress?
1: Lulu, come on.
3: Fresh we love a belt. A belt. I remember making we love
1: fun of that? Belted bitch. We love her with her moogles <laughs> We love her. She's so good. She looks me in head
0: her and her racist <laughs> fundamentalist boyfriend, Waka. Oh yeah, oh my Waka God. was the one. The Tim Tebow of blitzball.
1: Oh no. <laughs> Kneels every time he scores. You know, no,
2: I'm I'm going to bat for it. Hey, everybody, go play Final Fantasy X. Go play that. It's remake like a great of it. Video go so go good, so good, so good. good, so good. It's, it's good. pretty good. And, video, and, good.
1: and if you like outfits, 10 2 is your game. 10 2 is so good. Oh <laughs> yeah. my God. Oh my <laughs> okay, anyway. Out of yeah, Final anyway, Fantasy Zone. Try again.
0: Yeah, so this is cool. It's cool that we're doing, like, now we know a lot, right? We don't just know about Vash. We also know why there is human civilization on Gunsmoke.
4: Yes. Mm -hmm. And also why it's kind of bare because of the uh, not-as-planned orbital drop.
0: Yeah, it's it's
2: a fucked terraforming mission. I mean, it's just...
1: Yeah. Oof. They tried to make the best of what they had because they were forced into a situation that they couldn't really get out of, which kind of sucks.
3: Right. I did
2: laugh out loud a little when Rem said oh, we're going to a new planet and there will be no war and no stealing. And I'm like, yeah, that's certainly going to work out for you.
1: Right. Rem Yola, is like Yola, she's like baby. the Rem, ultra religious
2: her. figure, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I loved it.
0: Rem, man. That uh, this I this got me emotional watching the way that plays out with the way they get separated, I mean, that was sad, it's though. really, we get such a remarkably short amount of time with this relationship, mm-hmm. and yet it feels so real and so um, understandable. Like, we we can understand everything about Vash from this relationship he had with Rem.
4: Because yep. she's, she's like mother and teacher and sister and like first crush all in one to him, you know?
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. hmm Mm-hmm. mm-hmm
0: hmm And all of the scenes, I think there's some bits that that maybe feel a little blunt, like the spider and the butterfly.
1: Yeah. Whoa, that was a metaphor? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. whoa, whoa. it has it has officially thrown the ex-english teacher whoa 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 a metaphor that you can catch whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. stop the presence stop the presence the english teacher is thrown uh yeah no
4: so uh, i i'm gonna say i'm gonna say a hot take i'm gonna say a hot please. take and you guys can tell me if you agree and i'm gonna say it without hopefully spoiling anything uh rem and wolfwood are the same They both are ultra-religious figures, even if in Wolfwood's case that seems to be mostly (laughs) surface level, that help Vash do the right thing and get on track and take action when he needs to Uh take action. Mm -hmm. And they shape the way that he behaves and walks his path.
0: I Whoa. mean, there's merit. You've definitely given me something to like pay very close attention there's to for merit. the rest right. of the Right,
3: I literally
4: like, have had to like cross off like half of my notes because I'm like, these are things that aren't going to make sense unless you guys rewatch it later.
1: No, no. Just
4: it's- because of the stuff you're going to find out, but that is something that like the parallels between Wolfwood and REM. I just feel like I don't know. To to me, it is even in huh. even in Wolfwood's case where you can tell that he is. You know, a traveling priest, mostly just in name because it's a good way to get around and to talk to people. Right. Mm-hmm. Less than being an actual priest. Right. Mm-hmm. He's still like in the, in this episode when he's in the hospital, when Vash is in the hospital, he's the one who's like, hey, like, get up, get moving. You can't stay here. Like, you got to do something. You can't just live your life in this farm town.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's he's the true. one
2: picking him back up from the at, after after what happened in the last two episodes. Uh, which is hmm. it, that is fascinating. I mean Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. No it begs the question to me where was Wolfwood 7 years ago when yeah. the July disaster happened? Because we also get to see the July disaster happen in this episode in yeah. in 18
3: yeah, um, that's where, true.
0: Where so now we know for sure it was a conflict between Vash and Knives of some of some sort. Mm-hmm. It was when Vash learns about what his uh, what his right arm can do. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, and the
4: casual drop that it's been a hundred years since the ships
2: crashed. 100, yeah, hundred and seven years later, we get at right. the bottom yep. of yeah. the screen. Mm-hmm. Oh, so they're immortal.
1: <laughs> so they're and that's actually something that Knives mentions is that like so Knives is mocking Vash. For the fact that Vash has that compassion for humanity that Knives doesn't have, because Knives feels as though that is a weakness. They're it's, not
2: human, right? Yeah, he doesn't know human. what they are. It's not explicitly stated. Right. They're referred to as angels.
1: But, but and he monsters, also, but, but he's also mentioned, but Knives also mentions that they have the ability to regenerate. Like, like fucking mm. uh, uh 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 that motherfucker from the X-Men, Hugh Jackman. I mean, not Wolverine, now, you know what I'm talking Wolverine. about, Wolverine. And he refuses something about it, he's like, you could regenerate and you don't. You decide to have all these scars or whatever. He says something like that where he mocks him for Mm -hmm. essentially carrying his baggage instead of just moving on from it so it's just like that's that was interesting I like that but so yeah they're a hundred years old they're practically immortal they're virtually unkillable
4: yeah I wrote this quote specifically that Knives says which is what's the use of growing up if the only thing that grows is your sentimentalism
1: yes Mm. that was so deep I was like damn Whoa, dude. I was like
4: Knives he had some good freaking lines some really like the writing in these two episodes is very tight I feel
1: there was another Mm. one that I wrote that Knives said um, in 17, he was like, If we, because I was after the haircuts, and Knives goes, If we say the same, then there's no individuality. I was like, Why do you say it like that? <laughs> I was like, Why are you 10?
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> why do you say it like that? <laughs> there was something that I heard um, a couple of times. So in episode 17, as Knives and Vash are in the pod, I'm pretty sure, Knives says that he sabotaged the humans but the ships carrying the plants will be okay.
4: Yes. You heard correctly. Yes.
0: Hi, everyone. Future Max here entering for the edit. There are going to be some pretty intense and heavy spoilers for what's coming up in Trigon, uh, specifically related to the nature of Vash the Stampede and his twin brother, Knives. If you don't want to hear about any of that, please skip ahead. I'm going to be playing some music over the time when we are talking about it. So skip ahead until you don't hear music. All right, sounds good. Let's get back into it. This is the question that I wanted to ask that I'm okay if I get spoiled on this. Are Knives and Vash living, like walking around, semi, fully conscious members of the kingdom plantae? I are will answer this plants? for you.
4: I will answer this for you, but I am going to tell listeners that you probably need to skip forward a little bit because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to spoil the rest of Trigun a little bit by answering this okay. question. Okay. Uh, if that's okay with everybody. Mm-hmm. Fine with me. Uh, I
2: mean. the Please. The
4: answer to your question, Max, is yes. They
0: are... They're fucking plants.
4: They are plants. Yes. yes. And there's a part where they're staring at the apple in like the sim room. Mm-hmm. And yes. Knives says... Do you think I'll be eaten someday?
0: That's that's what yep. made me think that. <laughs> yep. yeah. that was the yep. clue. That was like, mm-hmm. oh, they think he's literally he, he sees himself in the tree in a way that
4: exactly goes
0: beyond like the metaphorical.
4: Yes. And the show goes into it some more, um, just like the specifics about where like their relationship to the plants as mm. you currently know them. but um, but yeah, the answer to your question is yes.
0: Mm-hmm. That's fucking sick. That's this is wild. good science fiction to me. Yes. <laughs> this is a good
2: show. Uh, it's a th- great show. I know I say that literally every episode of this podcast, but this is a good show.
1: It is such a good show. It is so it's good. It's fucking great stuff. It's so good. Ugh. Ugh. We love it. Um, other
0: other highlights. Um, Who is Lena's voice
1: actor? Do you know
0: that Vash his gets his a
2: nude.
1: Vash gets uh, nude.
4: Vash's voice actor is Johnny Young Bosch.
1: But who's uh, Lena's? Because Lena sounded really, really in oh, 18. I don't actually oh, that's know. A good she question. sounded I didn't like somebody I had heard. Yeah, before. okay, so Max, she we're not going to really skim over
4: Vash Gets Naked. No.
2: Thank you. Thank and God. barks like a
1: dog. No, we're not skimming. Uh, gets
2: naked the, and barks like a dog.
4: Yeah, yeah. the bandit that's like taken over the town says that he'll. Uh, so basically, he sexually harassed Lena. And mm-hmm. it wants them to hand her over because she kicked him in the face, Yeah, which is great. Good for her. I yeah, have in my yeah. notes, Lena is the MVP. And then like six lines later, Grandma is the MVP. <laughs> <Right>? uh, <laughs> because Grandma was like trying the to wrestle a gun violence. out of the medic room or whatever yeah, so she could go yeah, fight the bandits. Was. Yeah, but... um Yeah. So he wants Lena to be handed over and Vash comes out like with his hands up and is just like, hey, uh, what can I do? And like prostrates himself on the ground and stuff. And the bandit is finally just like, "Uh, if you get naked and act like a dog. So he does. Because as we already know, Vash doesn't really care. What does pride matter to an immortal?
3: No,
1: it does. it's irrelevant. And I also loved the follow-up commentary by the two dudes in the hospital being like, what's more important to you, your life or your pride? And one of them was like, (laughs) I don't know. But what I do know is that I would not get in the middle of the street and take all my clothes off and bark like a dog. And I was like, you know what? That's valid. Maybe
0: you just never met the right bandit. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe. And then Wolfwood appropriately kicks the shit
2: out of these two guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, you welcome for saving your fucking saloon. And then oh, so he yeah.
2: directly turned to the camera and saying, get it? Do you understand what this show's about? <laughs>
1: yeah.
4: Wolfwood's like, I gotta defend Bash's honor. I yeah. gotta.
1: Essentially, the best, the best. So good. Um, I did. I loved that. I did love that. I loved the whole. Conversation, bringing it back to the hot take that Rem and it's like it's Wolf Rem, bringing it back to the Wolf Rem theory. Um, or Remwood, whichever you prefer. Um, Ooh. I, like, I like that the conversation between Wolfwood and Bash, you know, it was very much for Wolfwood, it was very much like, I need you for one last job, mate. You know, it was like very much like, what can I convince you to do? Like, what can I, what can I, mm-hmm. what can I bait you with to get you to do this one thing that gets you out of it? But a lot of that conversation, like we said earlier, was Wolfwood saying, you can't stay here. This isn't your vibe. This isn't actually your vibe. This is what you want but this isn't actually conducive to you. You are a big cat and you need more enrichment than this. <laughs> you know, like you just, you're not getting <laughs> well, enough
4: enrichment it's, here. It's really punctuated because immediately after that conversation, we have a flashback to Rem. Yeah. Talking to Vash and telling him, you know, that he, he'll know what to do and to do the right thing and stuff. And so it's just like, I don't, how can you underscore it anymore?
1: <laughs> yeah. And like, and Wolfwood knows that he is about, and, and that he, Wolfwood intrinsically understands that Vash is a person who is about righting whatever wrongs he has caused, however, he can. And what we have seen from 17, and it bleeds into eight, not bleeds, but it leads into 18. And the underlying thing, we learned that the biggest wrong that Vash feels like he needs to rectify is knives.
0: Yeah. Hence. Yeah, and I think also there is some recognition on Wolfwood's part there that. There's a mess that only Vash can clean up. Yep, out mm-hmm. there that he's running from, mm-hmm. which I'm curious about because this this is like hidden depths Wolfwood episode too. Because not only does the the bandit hesitate to shoot while Wolfwood is watching, he specifically mm. recognizes him, but also I feel like there is more than a decent chance that Wolfwood knows what's up with Vash and has been following him for a lot longer than we are aware of. Yes, yet.
2: I think well, so too. I think from the previous episode, we got a pretty good hint about the, him actually being involved with yeah. kind of the other side there. Mm-hmm. Um, what was one of the what was one of the, the missing member of the uh, um, gang of people with wild names? Gung Ho oh, Gang, the Gung Ho Guns, Gung Ho guns. Yeah. guns, yeah,
1: Gung Ho Guns. Yep,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah so
4: there's a fun mm-hmm. line Chapel, at the end yeah. too that I really like. Uh, That grandma says, and I didn't write it down exactly, but basically when they're getting ready to leave, uh, she says something to the effect of like, unlike you, Mr. Preacher, Eric's is a good person with a good heart and kind and Mm stuff. And it's just like you Mm -hmm. sit there and you're like, wow, that was a sick burn. But Wolfwood straight up is just like, I know. Yeah, that's what he (laughs) believes about himself. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. Yeah, he and bash have that in common, just like the amount of guilt that they take onto themselves. Yeah, yeah, you know, and not that we necessarily at this point know why Wolfwood would feel that way, but
1: we do know that
3: that is there.
1: Yeah, it's something that oh, you can see it.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: Yeah. he's too tall, it's very obvious. Where's all that guilt gonna go? (laughs) It's gotta go (laughs) in those broad shoulders, it's gotta go in those well, that's why legs.
0: That's why he can't button his shirt up all the way. It's exactly. all the guilt, too much guilt, pushing out.
4: Yeah. And here I thought it was his big pecs, you know.
0: Well, what do you think is in there?
1: Yeah, <laughs> that's how it holds the guilt. That's where the guilt. His goes. pecs
0: are full of secrets.
1: <laughs> his pecs are. Full of secrets. <laughs> Look, as a buxom. Relax, I'm pretty sure I've read a Trigon fanfic that has
0: exactly that in it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's the <laughs> title True, okay? of the fanfic. Yeah, give it to me, A O Three. Give me the titles.
0: Now I understand why Mac was saying that we'd be grossed out by the Trigun slash pairings on (laughs) AO3, because number two is Vash slash Knives.
4: Oh yeah, it's horrible.
0: Oops, big problem.
4: Is number one Vash slash Wolfwood?
0: Oh, yeah, by okay. a margin that is <laughs>
4: I'm just kind checking.
0: of unreal. AOT, is away. crushing it as <laughs> always. Here's
4: the thing I'm in favor of that ship. I am, however, also a very staunch Millie times
1: Wolfwood. So. Uh, that oh, that was such a good episode okay. cool where Millie that. and Wolfwood had to like team Dang, up to save married. the day. They deserve each other. Millie I is know. So I'm good.
4: like, sh- okay. I'm like, look. The two MVPs. Every time someone's like, yes. I could fix him. I'm like, no, you can't, honey. Get out of there. It's a red flag. No. But I'm
1: like, she could fix him. <laughs> yes,
0: Millie <laughs> could fix him. That's the thing. Like, Millie could fix thing, anybody. I
1: don't think Millie would fix him. So here's my thing about Millie. This look, she ain't even in this episode. We entered the Millie zone. <laughs> fuck that. She's so great. Um. So here's my thing about Millie. Millie is a ride or die. Like she's a ride or die. She don't give a fuck so about true. who you are as a person. As I long as you don't. Her. As long as you don't offend her or do something that is against her personal credo, she's going to let you do whatever you want. If Wolfram wants to run around being a mob boss, beating ass and doing crimes, Millie's going to be like, look, I'm going to hold it down. I'm going to hold down the house, the fort, or whatever. You know, whatever assets I need to protect, I got you. Millie is a gangster. She a gangsta boo. Like, truly, (laughs)
3: I She's love so her. Good. I used Millie to cosplay her. Actually.
2: This, Millie, is, this is, this is has, the new series Millie I want to see. Millie has
1: done some crimes. Millie has done uh, white uh, crimes. She's crimed a little more. bit. She, I think she deserves <laughs> more crimes as a treat.
2: <laughs> She's you've, so good. Earned, you've earned it, Millie.
1: Millie, do crimes. Be Millie, do uh, crimes.
0: You all asked me July who Brad. the voice actress for Lena was. Yeah. I think that was you, Stevie. You said mm-hmm. she sounded familiar. And the thing is... um. Yeah, she should sound familiar to all of us as anime fans. This is Michelle Ruff. And oh. her career is going to blow your mind, okay? I'm just going to list off a few things. First of all, yep. where we would know her from, Luna the Cat and Sailor Moon.
1: That, that's oh. where I heard her voice. I was like, okay.
0: Okay, let me hit you with this. Lupin the Third. Okay. Fujiko Mine.
1: Yes! Ooh. Hell okay. yes. Yes.
0: <laughs> Do y'all remember the Digimon movie? Yes. She was the the one in the third story, the big monster that goes crazy, the big oh, crazy Digimon okay, monster. Oh, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, It doesn't end there. Dragon Ball Z, that's Chi-Chi. Oh,
1: that's, oh, that's no. what it is. That's the biggest one. It's Luna is a and Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi, she's uh, a legend. Street
0: Fighter, um, a lot of video games. Uh, Castlevania, fucking Rukia Kuchiki in Bleach. What? Wow. Uh, Sonic, fucking Sonic the Hedgehog. This is Cream the Rabbit. Folks, Mm. Gurren Lagon, she was was Yoko in the English dub.
3: Oh, that's right. Okay, okay.
2: Okay, That's the name I need to remember from now on. Yeah, this woman's had an
0: incredible career. Love to see it. Yeah. Very happy for her. She's all over the place. The Mm -hmm. Fujiko Mine thing blew my fucking mind. Oh, fucking Demon Slayer, main character in Demon Slayer.
1: Oh. Wow.
2: Wow.
0: So yes. she's doing great. Shout outs to Michelle Ruff.
1: Yes. Hell yeah. Because I heard her and I was like, who are you? I've heard you before. Where are you from? I was like, where are you from? <laughs> Why you talk like that? Where are you from? <laughs>
2: Truly. <laughs> Can I say for a second? It, it was only for a couple of seconds, but when Lena first shows up, and because I was immediately clocked. Okay. That guy is Vash in disguise. Erics, I guess is his name. Just, yes.
1: Not even a, a, I, an anagram. It was
2: for a couple of seconds where I looked at Lena. I was like. Is that
0: Marilyn disguise also? <laughs> <laughs> well, he definitely has a type.
1: Yeah. Yes.
2: That's where I was like, yeah. um, is that a wig?
1: For two seconds, I was like, are you going to be a kid that I have to put in the bucket? Do you have to go in the bucket? And then she was actually <laughs> no. not too bad.
3: Yeah, no, Lena was good.
1: She does not deserve the fuck them kids award. She's pretty great. She was great, yeah. She was actually pretty cool.
0: And she was cool. And the fact that she does the... The haircut at the end, that man! What a so, sweet little that
1: I know. Poor, oh, I was touching.
2: Like, I, I'm gonna let you go, but I do have to f- fix this. This sucks. Yeah. You look like a mess. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you can't shoot with that. You gotta, you gotta fix that. Fix your hair. But I also like how she did that, and she was just like, "This was the one thing I could do for you because you did so yeah. much for me," and I was like. <laughs> The thing is, though, you know
4: that like Vash staying with with her and her grandma is like she found him when he was basically a monster, like when he felt like a monster and couldn't remember things and stuff. And so it's like, you know, that to him, there's no way that he ever could do enough to repay them. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Right. Especially just like thinking about the previous episode and like all the stuff that went down with Steve where he's calling them monsters and everything like, you know, that Vash holds that in his in his head. Right. So. Right. I, I don't know. I love it. I love the relationship that he has with uh,
1: Lena and grandma. To add to that, he mentions when he's talking to Wolfwood that he knows that he has done something in that previous town. But when essentially when he fires off, he's like, I know I put the hole in the moon. I know that does all things in the town, but he has no recollection of actually doing the thing. So like how sad that is for like him to do, a, you know, to do a really <laughs> big, horrible thing. And then the last memory he has, like he connects that to the memories of him as a child, being called a monster. Like, that sucks. Yeah, That's sad. That's sad. It's fucked
2: it's, up. It's no fun to wake up in a crater. It's the worst, most traumatic hangover imaginable.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I cannot recommend that at all. Negative 10 out of 10.
0: I just want Vash to have a nice, quiet, peaceful life. That would be Don't so we nice. We if- have
2: one more episode where he's just... He's just, we just, he's just gonna do some jokes. Playing
1: he's soccer with the kids out. and like losing. Just
4: let him love donuts and and yeah. squ- squabble with Meryl and have a good time, right? Actually, right. adopt that, that cat so nice. that
1: shows up in every episode. I that's know. not a flashback.
2: <laughs> that, that cat that like nine different people own in yes. different cities across <laughs> the Planet of Guns.
1: Love that cat. <laughs> Showed up on Grandma's lap and I was like, there you are. I was yeah, right. yeah, There you are, baby. It's like the
4: Where's Waldo of the show. Yes. Is <laughs> the I do cat love here? when show
0: has that stuff, though. Yeah. That,
3: that,
2: it's, it's delightful. Yeah. And to make it a cat.
0: It's like the My Leg guy in Spongebob.
1: Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Correct. Because I need to know that I'm watching the same show. If the cat's not yeah. there, I don't know if yeah. I am. I'm. I am Is this guy, I can't tell. I can't tell. The I can't only through line. Uh, d- yeah. <laughs> How else am I going to keep track of all of these people? You know, we've got Big Dick Murph. We've got Marv. We've got, you know, all these other human beings whose names I don't remember. You know, You've we've got, got Jimmy
4: Smits, the pilot of the
2: spaceship. Yeah. Like, got Mid-Valley the Horn Freak.
1: Mid-Valley the Mid-Valley Horn Freak. the Horn Freak is the best name in
3: this
1: show. <laughs> <It's so true. laughs> I can't get over
2: it. So true. Best Mid-Valley movie. the
1: Horn Freak. We got so many names. Yo, you gotta we watch out. if
2: I have too many beers, I become a real horn
1: freak. <laughs> yeah.
0: oh <my> God. <laughs> Did y'all know about um the the inventor of the saxophone and what a horn freak he was?
1: No. I mean, to make a horn that freaky. Did he bork his horns? <laughs> Are you gonna tell me that he used to bork his no, horns?
0: But guy? he was just a real uh, just a real wild man. You should look him up. His name is Adolf Sax. <laughs>
4: what?
2: Adolf?
0: Are you
4: serious that the saxophone is named after a person? Yeah, it's his name. Oh my god! And you should look into
0: him seriously. He had a really crazy life. He uh, almost (laughs) died, I want to say, like seven times before he was age of (laughs) ten.
2: Some holy shit! There are a lot of time travelers who did not want the saxophone. Yeah,
0: there are a lot.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh no! Wrong, Adolf! Shit.
0: (laughs) Ah, the one I wanted was a painter, not a fucking... Uh, uh, shit.
1: Wrong time. I'm already here. (laughs) Wrong time. He hasn't gone out of art school yet. Let's go, let's go, let's go. (laughs) Oh, my God. God. Um, We haven't really talked... We talked about the timeline for the mutiny and all that stuff, but we haven't talked about knives as a person we get introduced yeah we should. to this
4: we person avoiding really
1: it we have because he's kind of fucked up like this kid <laughs> this kid learned too much too quickly so this is great a child. foil
0: for Vash though
1: absolutely wonderful foil for Vash like you I, for me I was like oh one coming back to all this because it's been a minute I was like oh yes that's right he this is why he's a problem but when he's having that conversation in the boardroom with the other two adults and he's like when he Rationalizes why humans are in space. I was like, "Oh, Mm. here you are. This is your Uh this is your reason. Here we go. Now you're a problem. Oh, now we should put you in eternal timeout." (laughs) Sorry. What's
0: funny is that as a 33 year old adult, I heard him say that stuff and was like, "Yeah, that's about how it goes, kid. Like that. Mm -hmm. That's about." But I have a level of like. As as a person whose brain is done growing, I have a level of, like, remove that I can apply to that sentiment and be like, yeah. well, yeah, that's why we got to be better. Um, but, yeah. like, for a, a literal one-year-old, like, <laughs> think about that. He is one years old. He looks mm-hmm. like a 10-year-old child, but he's only been alive walking around for a year. So, like, I don't think he is going to receive this information. They shouldn't have told him. They really should not have said they should have said that
4: that cracks me up is they have that and you like see the switch in knives. And then the very following conversation is Joey being like, I don't know, Rim, I'm not a good parent. And I'm like, yeah, you're not.
0: You're really not, but <laughs> not a great job of providing context in I'm that. Terrible moment, at Joey. this,
1: yes. Absolutely. Kevin <laughs> Joey
0: could have could have prevented some stuff. <laughs> Ooh, I think, I think, but
1: I think also at the same time, I think what's also so scary about knives as a child. One, yes, technically they are all one years old, but also they are both one years old, but also they are developing at a terrifyingly rapid rate. So like if we're going yeah. like with days and months are like essentially in the development of these of these not people right of these of these not quite children children
0: the angels
1: yeah these angels so to speak if If it's like, you know, not to use a biblical term, but to use a biblical term, but if 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 a if a day unto them is like years, um the development, just tiny and I think about how you know children's development of ration and reason and logic and critical thinking developed by being sponges, like how quickly he Mm -hmm. could put all these things together. And so then it's like, and then knives. Merely observing how all of the other people around him interact with each other. Because that's the thing about kids. They are not stupid. They're exceptionally observant. (sighs) Very
0: observant. Very
1: observant. And everything for them is a lesson, whether it is covert or overt. Um, Most of the things that Knives was doing was just exploiting and manipulating the relationships that already existed. To get what mm-hmm. he yep. wanted, which was really, it was like, damn, this is a bad guy. This is a capital B, capital G, mm-hmm. bad guy. Like, you're like, because he, you know, he put it well, in a plays way.
2: into, like, their intelligence. Like, they, they yeah. specifically highlight the fact that they have this high IQ. They're mm-hmm. already fixing things that took Steve a couple of days to fix yeah. much faster than him. Right. Like, it's like an ai gone wild right it's like oh now mm-hmm. he, knives is already at the point where he's running circles around the adults right and is able to implement this plan
1: right sets um, up like sets up and frame somebody for assault you're like oh, wait baby what I, was, <laughs> I didn't remember that and i was like oh, and hold then,
0: on <laughs> there's some and then all this other stuff he gets so into rowan's head that rowan starts Putting together insane schemes of his own, like a part of me wonders if Knives was involved in Rowan making the choice to like put Steve in the deep, deep, deep freeze, right? That he'll never Mm -hmm. wake up from,
1: right? Because
0: and well, and the other, I mean, man, what a what a great sequence! Just an incredibly like tense and like completely
4: ominous, Uh yeah, oh yeah, dark,
0: crazy, and it all feels like you can see the dominoes falling. You can see how how Knives was able to construct this so that it felt like, so that to give it momentum.
4: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like so many discrete pieces and so many people that could have acted differently, but to think that Knives understands human emotions and relationships so well just from his observations to set things up in this way, yeah. while at the same time, like not understanding empathy for those emotions and relationships at all. Right. Mm-hmm.
3: Right.
1: Or understanding it and refusing to acknowledge it. Because, like, I am not above saying that that motherfucker is a sociopath. I'm not above (laughs) Oh, he is. I'm not above He's beyond
0: saving. That's what the whole thing is about, I'm imagining. Yeah, Like,
1: like, he's... You're fucking deemable he is the side of the coin that thinks that humans are a blight and need to be extinguished and depending on the day I'm team knives so like I get it but um, but like yeah so he's he absolutely is like empathy because like that's again flash forward to the beginning of 18 where he essentially says that Vash's empathy is in fact a weakness Um, because he's too powerful to have that kind of baggage he shouldn't have to deal with that he doesn't need to he's practically a god um, but yeah, no, him setting up all these things, being like, oh, I'm just going to exploit the fact that Rowan likes, what was her name? Mary, I think. Mary.
3: Yeah. Likes
1: yeah. Mary and drive him to, to madness and all this stuff. Because I was like, Mary's just trying to be chill. Mary's really just trying to land this yeah. thing. <laughs> why did Mary, Mary's very much like, now why did I have to get, why Why'd you bring me into this?
0: Yeah, extremely <laughs> Poor Mary. so.
1: Poor Mary. Let we see somebody get airlocked? D- Damn.
0: Damn. Man, Did I mean, airlocked in this? Oh, what a situation, right? Like, <laughs> so, yeah, like, would you have done any different? I don't know. No, I genuinely don't know if I'd have done any different in, in Captain Joey's position. Right. Because this... at, at
2: that point, he was already, you know, yeah, things had already progressed so far.
1: He lost half of his of his team members. He could barely that yeah. like, you know, and playing mm-hmm. any sort of science mission's fiction game. fucked already. Yeah. Mission's yeah. so mm-hmm. fucked. Like one person gets fucking cryogenically frozen it turned to an ice cube um you got one meat popsicle and then then you've got somebody who's just like essentially snapped so you're down a man before this other person essentially snaps so from if anybody's played mass effect you can't run a ship that big with not the correct amount of people on the team (laughs) like
0: it's not possible it's
1: not possible so
0: (laughs) especially if you got you know all of humanity on ice
1: right so it's like yeah, so it's wild, wild, wild. and knives incredible just ex- stuff. I, I, incredible.
0: I'm interested to learn more about where Vash and knives came from.
3: Mm-hmm, like where
0: too. why they yeah. appeared, like what more about that circumstance. But I'm just really happy to know all of the stuff that we know now. And, like it yeah. it gives so much more color and depth and um and to
2: put it specifically here, when we think about like the the whole run of the series were that like really important. Uh, you know, what well, we're two thirds, uh, three quarters of the way through now. Now let's set this up with the final act. It's a like it's a good place to go.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, I don't think we can. I gotta we gotta watch. We gotta finish Trigon at some point on <laughs> <Yeah>. this show.
1: we <laughs> might have just come back.
2: I mean,
0: it's <laughs> I'm so dying to that we finish it next season. Yeah, we'll finish like, yeah, yeah, it next season. You, you gotta, you gotta, gotta. we
3: gotta, we it's, gotta. It's going to require really doing do.
0: more episodes than usual on Trigon, but I don't think anyone's going to mind. I think, I yeah, think I anyone we'll will three be angry.
2: episode one.
0: Yeah. yeah, we'll have. Well, we could do. Like, or we could just do four pods on Trigun, you know. You know do I wouldn't be too upset about that. Because what
1: is it? What is it? If we've got. We have sweet, eight, eight episodes. episodes. Left, oh, it's yeah. eight left. Oh man, we might as well yeah. do four. Sorry, not sorry.
0: <laughs> sorry, not sorry. Not <laughs> sorry. extremely not like, sorry. It's truly not great. sorry.
2: Here's for what for more I Trigun.
4: Right. Here's what I will say: If you decide to watch the standalone movie, which is called Brawl in Badlands. Yep. Badlands Rumble, thank you, mm-hmm. something like that. Uh, you got to watch it, honestly, probably now. Like after these two episodes. Otherwise, things are going to start happening and you're going to be like,
0: "Oh, uh, It's one of what? those anime movies where they, yeah. they throw it in the middle of the continuity and they, then by the like end of It's like just
4: a one-off adventure that has Vash and Wolfwood and the girls in it. And it pretty much can go... Anywhere, but it fits best in the next like two or three episodes.
1: Okay, hmm, that is good okay. to know. Interesting. Good to know. Yeah, good to know. I yeah.
0: Love an anime movie.
1: I don't oh, yeah. know because I don't know because I didn't particularly love the Big Green movie. I didn't particularly love that. I can't. I can't get on board for that. The Big Green <laughs> was not a good movie. You were all about that DBZ movie we watched.
0: Yeah, the strongest guy in the world didn't hold your interest.
1: I was really not here for <laughs> Goku's voice having a briefcase. No, that really threw me the fuck off. I didn't particularly care for that. I didn't. I didn't like. Didn't like business Goku at all, and I really hate the fact that Piccolo that didn't have so a name. Upsetting. I didn't like the fact Piccolo didn't have a name. Everybody's name was said mm. wrong. Only thing about that that was good was Master Roshi just actually getting some screen time.
0: Weirdly, like the the fucking <laughs> it's like you took Dragon Ball Z and flipped it entirely around backwards. The yeah. only good thing is Master Roshi. <laughs> Master
1: Roshi like whip it wow, ass. Yeah, that's that, pretty rare. That's the only thing. He's that the that you axis. Had. Yes. What the fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Anyway. So this is our last, uh, this season, our last little jump into Trigun here. Yep, 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 yep. It yep. sounds to me uh, that we're kind of all on the same page that this show kicks ass.
0: Kicks ass. Uh, yep.
2: Continues to do so, and that we just want to watch more of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say y'all don't, shouldn't watch the rest of it on your own time, but we're definitely going to come back to it. Yep. We are However, coming back to this one.
2: 100%. I hope you're
0: prepared for, a little bit of tonal whiplash. <laughs> oh,
1: well, what's up next? What's next? next I forgot. What is next?
0: What's up next is a, is a show called Mobile Fighter G Gundam. Oh,
3: shit. <laughs>
0: which I've asked you two to remain as, as like spoiler free on as much as you can. I about show. Anything I could say about it sounds fake because it's so silly.
1: It's silly as hell.
0: Yeah, uh, we're going to Oh all right, we're going to have some fun <laughs> next time. We're going to have a lot of fun <laughs> oh next time. God.
1: Oh my god.
0: Audrey, thank you for coming with us today.
4: Yeah. Thank you guys for letting me join the club for this episode. It's been so fun. Yeah. T-
0: tell us more about your work. What is uh what is alone at the table like?
4: Sure. So Alone at the Table is my show that I host where I play solo RPGs uh, and tabletop games. I invite listeners to come along for the experience. It's about half actual play, half um, talking about game design, uh, kind of awesome. how the st- games Ooh. are structured, how you can play games by yourself and have fun. Um, it's been nice to hang out with you guys because I do record that one by myself. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's a little
2: lonely. Um, Very different energy.
4: Yeah, yeah, it's very nice. It's very nice to hang out with people. But I also do a a non moonshot show called Mordor She Wrote, where uh, I read Lord of the Rings with my friend Kayla because she's never read it and hasn't seen the movies and knows basically nothing. And I was a Lord of the Rings kid. So, yeah.
2: That's cool. (laughs) Wow.
1: Wow. Lord of the
2: Rings is a good one to
0: do that with.
4: Truly, I was amazed that she had stayed so unspoiled for so long. So I was like, we're going to do this before it happens.
0: (laughs) I mean, before I watched the movie, all I knew was there's some hobbits, there's a wizard and there's a guy who's like nasty.
1: Before, he talks guy, yeah. Before I knew anything about Lord of the Rings, I think all I knew was that the worst kinds of white nerds liked Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> and I did not want anything to do with them. because they were The, the worst, worst
0: kind of white nerds, either Lord of the Rings or Warhammer. <laughs> totally. Honestly, and yeah, they, were take like your pick.
1: they were annoying as hell about it. Like they were so annoying. Like I can speak Elvish. And I'm like, okay, you want a fucking <laughs> award? Like what the fuck? You can't speak that literally nowhere. How is that going to help you at the UN? leave me alone <laughs> you, can't, you
4: can't work for the government well, being able um, to translate before that. i watched lord of the rings i was 11 and my cousin had fellowship of the ring on and i saw orlando bloom playing legolas and i was like this movie's for me yes and, uh, <laughs> and probably just unlocked yeah <laughs> my birthday that, 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 that year was lord of the rings
1: themed that's awesome and, i and, love you know, that everybody yes.
4: give me the books and whatever and yeah been a huge nerd about it ever since
2: I was basically raised on it cuz my dad was a huge There you um, go. Lord of the Rings nerd. So, uh I yeah, The Hobbit was a bedtime story for me as a kid. Cute. And uh, I read That's Lord cool. of the Rings. Yeah. Um but I didn't get uh, I don't know Elvish, Stevie, so I didn't get too crazy. Thank you. Thank
1: you some people they just get too intense. I'm like, calm down. I'm making this your whole when life. Don't touch was a grass. Like weird grass.
2: middle schooler. <laughs>
4: I was really into Elfish. I don't know very much of it anymore. I know like the name of my OC and stuff that I had for for Lord of the Rings. You That's
1: know? true. But, yeah. No. Yeah. I was yeah. a Star Trek kid. I was raised in a Star Trek household. Next generation I dropped totally get literally it. a year after I was. Same like, Stevie. Not even a year. Also I think Star it, Trek though. Yeah, Star Trek yeah. dropped yeah. in early '89, so I wasn't even one when it dropped. So we were a Star Trek people. No, I don't know Klingon. No, I will not learn. <laughs> Um, I, my dumb. mom used
4: to watch Deep Space 9 all the People time. Like, so that I was have, like what I grew up with. I've I got
0: to try that true. show out. Everybody likes it. I've heard yeah, that it I actually it is fine. pretty
1: good. I've heard it's pretty good. So yeah. I just, you know, I am trying to go through all of them. T- the original it's series, a lot. the original series is bad but it's also good. It's a, <laughs> it is. It's, it's a tough. challenging
2: program. It's rough. Yeah. I would like to go back and watch TNG at least.
1: It's it's <laughs> really re- the, t- the original series is rough I watched because it's really misogynist.
2: It was on the TV in the background as a kid for me mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the first the first two seasons of TNG also kind of challenging.
1: They're rough too. Yeah,
0: they oh, can be rough they? too. Okay. A little they can, tough. Yeah, they're
1: they are a little rough too. Um, like it's just they, it's 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 hard to. I always try. I always try really hard when I'm watching old media to leave it where it was. Leave yeah. it in the air, like in the time and the era in which it was. That doesn't mean I'm. Con- sometimes I'm- that's tough. It's really hard though because, like, sometimes, sometimes it feels like I am. What's the word? Essentially agreeing with whatever they're saying. I'm, I'm condoning. condoning it. Yeah it, feels, yeah, it feels like I'm condoning it, but I'm not. I'm trying to just look at it as a vacuum. There have been a couple. There have definitely been a couple because watching the original series with like um, William Shatner, there have been a couple episodes I have had to skip. Like the way that yeah. they like. Like the the yellow facing is rough as it is. Uh Khan is definitely not an Asian or South Asian person. Um no. but the way they have treat the, the the way that they treat and depict uh Native American esque alien races was has been rough and I've skipped a couple of those episodes. Yeah. Um Ooh. and for all of but and I'm not trying to say that is like it's required, but like at the same time, there are ways that you can see, especially for the original series, how it was progressive. Yes. Um, like at the coming out of World War Two and being in the middle of the Cold War, some of the characters that are introduced in further seasons, some of this, and also the Civil Rights Movement was happening at the same time that it was coming out. So like, they tried really hard to push what was progressive at the time. But, like, yeah. so much of it would, would not fly today because we know better. And we ex- – we mm, since we mm-hmm. did – since since society did the labor of making those <laughs> other things, like, fixing those yeah, social issues, is, th- you know, like we now have this bandwidth to fix the other ones, right? And I just – I try, but sometimes I'm like, I got to skip this episode. This episode makes it's, it, yeah, it
2: is very interesting to, always, to watch an old show and see someone maybe in, like, the most racist outfit you've ever seen. <laughs> turn to the camera and say something that for the time was extremely progressive. And yeah. it's like – I, you've got the spirit there. Um, I don't know why the feather headdress is part of it, but like it's, I don't know why you are
1: wearing it when you're white. Like, come on! Like, oh my you're god! You're just like okay.
4: So, so he's got the spirit, but he's a little confused. So. Yeah. <laughs> like, we we know Native American people existed. Like, you could have cast a Native American person. Right,
1: right. So it's just like woof. Like some of those things are just like you can't you can't abide by it. You've got to skip the episodes. Thankfully, yeah. most of the time. The Those are episodes that are skippable and you are not going to be missing anything that you either a couldn't find on the internet or B is going to actually really take away from the development of a story. But with episodic Mm. series, with episodic shows like star Trek, the original series half more often than not, it's pretty irrelevant if you watch them anyway. Cause you know, there's, there's rarely ever a through line except for like the bad guys that like Mm Khan, I think.
2: To bring us back around, if you haven't, go do read Lord of the Rings
1: yeah <laughs> Honestly, there you go. yeah it yeah is actually yeah yeah yeah, I've heard that the book is yeah, actually aged quite pretty, good pretty well yeah, it's age pretty all right. I' was right. gonna
4: say yeah, read read Lord of the Rings through the lens of uh knowing when to- Tolkien wrote it uh in the thirties yeah. early nineteen hundreds mm-hmm. whatever thirties um and uh also just with his understanding of war and race at that time because there yeah. are definitely some parts where I'm like. Mm, <laughs> that feels a little weird. That feels a little weird. I don't love that, but... That's
3: race uh, coded
4: and I hate it. Anytime we're talking about dwarves, I'm just like,
1: "Yee."
3: Mm, <laughs> mm.
1: Just a little, just a little hmm,
3: you know? Right, but, Ooh.
1: Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah, anyway,
2: yeah. Yeah, the orcs are just born evil.
0: Um, Hmm. <laughs> Man. Don't think about it too much. Don't yeah, think don't about it. it too now. much. They're the yeah. bad
2: guys.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. So uh, yeah,
0: that's a fucking. That's a anime club. I think.
1: Yeah, it's anime club. Let's yeah, try it. too. Oh, yeah. That's us anime club. Yeah, Let's try, try God 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 for now. hmm for so, now. Yeah,
0: next time. Next time you watch. Next time it's anime club day. Remember to watch the first two episodes of Mobile Fighter G Gundam. God, so good. English dub preferred. It's a really wild ride the english dub um i will have some man oh my god we get to do no need for trivia okay i've already got some stuff i've already got some stuff
1: i'm um, <laughs> so excited I'm That's right, this, i mean this is newland's vanity pick so newland's about this life this is newland's vanity i'm about pick. this life newland's extremely
0: about this life <laughs> the show is sure, very okay. important to me as a kid mm-hmm. uh thanks again audrey we're very glad yeah. you're <laughs> thanks for
4: hanging
0: out guys my pleasure Bell means this meeting of the after-school anime club has come to a close. Uh, we're so glad you can come and join us. Bing bong. Fuck your life. Was that, what was that thing? Big bong, fuck your fuck life? Fuck your yeah. life. We're so glad you could be with us again. Um, it, reviews are so helpful. We love it when you review our podcast. Nobody's done it in a little while, so I don't have anything to read. Mm. Um, but you can also just tell your friends about the show. Um moonshot is doing all kinds of great things at moonshotpodcast.com is that the right webs is that the right URL uh, I think it's
4: I think it's moonshotpods.com yeah or you can look, you can go to uh goodfucking yeah Good
0: yeah fucking and- shows love that yes
2: <laughs> correct that's accurate honestly or you
0: can also go to moonshot.mov for the moonshot twitch channel which is extremely cool and lots of vods mm-hmm. up there right now for stuff you can see uh including the moon carnival where we raise seven thousand dollars for trans lifeline wee! And, yeah, if you leave a comment, leave a review that is, like, good and cool and has no chicken-headed shit in it, I will None. read it. Nada. Nada.
1: No, no chicken-headed shit. We don't do that Tolerance
0: here. Tolerance
1: is zero. Zero. A whole goose egg. Not even a chicken. A goose egg.
0: Boom. Boom. Tell him. And you can't play Egg Game with that.
1: Have <laughs> you forgetting about Egg Game? And then I remember
0: Never forget about egg game.
1: Egg game. Egg game. <laughs> egg game.
0: All right. Egg game. Have a good night. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
1: Bye.
4: Bye. <laughs> Journey to distant realms, explore the furthest reaches of the universe, survive deadly dangers, experience matters of the heart, and more in a new Actual Play podcast. Join me, Audrey. That's right, just me, as I play tabletop games designed for one player. From journaling games to tarot games to even games that take me outside, I'm bringing you along for the ride. Join me for every episode of Alone at the Table.